Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Jam, before we get to any of that, what's something from your search history uh, that will allow us to judge you? Oh, wow. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess you can judge me for this. Wow, uh, new tone on the top of the show. For <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, I like to make well, We it have is. your search history right here, and it says... Uh, <laughs> I, I've been watching uh, a lot of Murder, She Wrote this fall. Hell yeah. I find Cabot it alleviates a lot of anxiety. Yeah, it's... Yeah. There's two, because I, I, I was really trying to unpack why I find it so calming. I think it's because you can watch an episode and everything gets solved in, you know, 42 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't no live in Cabot Cove where the murder rate is the highest in the entire history of the world right. of any town. Right. Um, got three yeah, murders every, a week. <laughs> everyone in that town is having an affair with everyone else. Everyone's plotting to kill yeah. someone. It's it's the worst place to live. But yeah, I find it's very calming, oddly, and also like I find like my anxiety about like aging and mortality are oddly soothed by it because you think about Angela Lansbury, like she's been she's still alive and she's been an old lady my entire life. <laughs> she's still alive. That's yeah. wild, man. She even she came here to Toronto and did like a stage show, like a play a few years ago. And I wish I'd gone now. But uh Angela yeah, Lansbury and, is still alive. Yeah, I mean, I hope nothing still happens between that. when we record this and when it's Damn, drops, she's but... 95. Hell yeah. Wow, wow. Good on you, Angela. So yeah, that 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 makes me happy. So I, I I've been watching British She Wrote. I think I tweeted something out about it, and someone responded uh that. Angela Lansbury's daughter used to hang out with Charles Manson. So I Googled that. That was oh, something shit. that I felt I had to look into it. And it was just something she like dropped in an interview for no reason. She just brought up that. She's like, Charlie? To- oh, yeah. Yeah. We used to kick it with Charlie. <laughs> yeah. I remember we were all writing songs together for a little bit. It's a shame those albums never got traction. But have you heard those Manson family recordings? It's like no. shitty Beach Boys. It's like yeah, it's Beach like Boys written by. Yeah. Well, they did it's, one of his songs. It's unsettling. Because he was hanging out with yeah. one of them. Yeah, Dennis, I think. Dennis, yeah. Uh, Haysbert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or a super producer on it, wasn't he? called him Dennis, Dennis Hazel- Hazelberger. Uh, yeah. Uh, What's well, funny how, we, and this is a complete aside, how our idea of Dennis Haysbert has evolved over time based on how old you are. Like if you were uh, consuming eighties media, you know him from major league. Joe and Boo, I used yeah. to just think he was Joe boo, not yeah. even Pedro Serrano, which was his actual player name, but Joe boo, the idol, he would fucking oh, worship, that's right. which is all kinds of <laughs> fucked up and problematic. Um, and then after that, when he was on 24 and I was like, Oh my God, Joe boo's working still. And then people were like, Dennis Haysbert is putting in a performance. I was like, Oh shit, Dennis Haysbert. But then some people only know him as the, what all state guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's Dennis Haysbert. Dave Chappelle played him in a sketch over the weekend, which is why we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny. Yes. He had sketch. like a voice changer on SNL. Oh, by the way, have you seen uh, the original, uh, the Manchurian Candidate. Angela yes. Lansbury is in that. No, I'm not. And, uh, very pretty, but also playing like an older woman. <laughs> yeah. In for in 1962, she's playing like it's not like she's like a young like you know the love interest. She's the love interest of the older politician, and like yeah, she's really pulling the strings behind the scenes. She was only like 10 years older than uh, Lawrence Harvey, who played her son that movie oh really yeah they still had since she had old lady energy yeah back then yeah oh she was his mom not his wife yeah i think she was his mom wild that's right because he was like a young soldier yeah yeah uh what is something you think is underrated uh solar energy okay okay Yeah. yeah yeah um it's cheap right now right like it's cheap to get it installed I think from what I understand, the sun just comes out on its own. Yes. And the technology's catching up where it doesn't, they don't need like a bazillion of them to run your house. Right. Yeah. 
I remember so, when I was like uh, back in the campaigning days, there's a ballot proposition I was working on back in fucking 2008 uh, to try and get more renewables in the state. And like one of our, you know, sort of case studies we had to be like, no, y'all don't understand. Like solar is fucking way more efficient. We don't have to burn fucking coal or, you know, blow off mountaintops to get this shit. You just, you know, it's the sun and we have deserts here in California where, you know, at the time the technology was something like, uh, like a 10 mile, 10 square mile solar farm in the desert could have powered like most of the state and Oregon and Washington. Uh, you know, Whoa. if we had actually just had an updated transmission grid and things like that. But the problem is our grid is still fucking archaic, uh, in certain parts of the countries. And that's one of the things that really holds back our ability to transmit this, this newer kind of energy. Yeah. Do you think that fossil fuel companies probably know that and then that's why they uh buy politicians to prevent <laughs> yeah think that, that it could it be. was funny because we got this oil guy uh t boone pickens oh to, i know that motherfucker yeah yeah, yeah t boone pickens was basically one of the big big uh cheerleaders for it because he was just smart enough to be like now nah, the money's gonna be in renewables <laughs> like i know where i came from but if i'm looking at this shit down the road like there's a ticking clock on 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 this fossil fuel shit and the real money is going to be in renewables. So we were like, he like he helped be sort of like we would point to him like, you know, this guy, you know, he might he might also know about the the solar stuff to get people who are a little bit more, uh, I guess, you know, reluctant about how viable the energy source was. Oh, I got hammered years ago in a airport bar with a bunch of uh, wind so wind and solar dudes, and this guy was just he's like, yeah, we knew that that the oil people caught on to the future because it used to be just a bunch of hippies at this convention and now motherfuckers in suits are everywhere. <laughs> He's like, that's how Pickens we knew. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Just the greatest name for a, for oh, an yeah. oil billionaire, T. Boone mm -hmm. Pickens. He owns a $250 million ranch in Texas that uh, has levels. It's like on top of a wedding cake of landscaping. Um, it's pretty dope looking. Uh, is there a musician Apparently. named T-Bone T something? No, you're thinking of T-Bone Burnett. Who, uh, T-Bone Burnett. Who I does think a lot I've of movies always called stuff. him T-Bone Pickens because I had heard both those names and uh, mashed them together in my brain. Um, You're what is about something T Bone to the bassist from Hall and Oates? Mm. I don't think I am. Little note. Oh, <laughs> from my Hall and Oates fans out there. Hall and Oates and T Bone. If your name is Tony and you're cool, you're going right. by T Bone. You better yeah. go by T Bone. He was also yeah. in the SNL band. JM, you you dove in and did some research into uh, this conspiracy theory that's starting to crop up more and more that's called the hammer or it's around a computer, a supercomputer called the hammer and a yeah. piece of software called the scorecard that comes from this dude, Dennis Montgomery, who is a fascinating figure I didn't know about. Yeah, me neither. I thought this was really fascinating. It's, he, he runs, of course we know now he runs the, uh, the deep state computer that hacked all the votes and gave Biden the win, which is called the hammer. And I guess the software is called, uh, the, uh, the score, the software scorecard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess this is pick up traction. Like Bannon and people have been talking about it on podcasts and like I searched on Twitter and certainly there were a lot of like either bots or, you know, sort of alt-right trolls tweeting about, uh, about the hammer. But so it's, it's all kind of based on the idea that this whistleblower, uh, Dennis Montgomery, w who used to be like a CIA kind of, uh, contractor yeah uh was uh was kind of blowing the lid off of this hammer uh computer <laughs> narrative but like it's so easy to just look him up like he has a wikipedia page that just has all of these crazy uh exploits that he's been involved with like the the wackiest one was after 9-11 in the early 2000s he got more than $20 million in government contracts for his patented software that would, quote, find terrorist plots in uh, hidden in broadcasts in Al Jazeera. That's... Oh, he got how much? Wait, the $20 government... Million. 
the government paid so him hard. more than $20 million to, he said like you could like freeze Al Jazeera shows and like decode the pixels on the TV that would give you times and coordinates for where to find the next terrorist plot. And this wasn't just like a random thing they paid money for and didn't like heed the advice of like flights were grounded as a result of this, like a counter-terrorist operation, uh, went through on Obama's inauguration day, apparently because of this, like, and it was just obviously a total scam. Like it's a con Holy shit. That's so brilliant though, of like weaponizing Islamophobia for your con job. It's almost right. like what Yasser Lester does with like fedoras for freedom about being like, watch this. I'll, I'll tell these uh, white people wear a fedora to show you're an ally of the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, yep, yep, yep. I'll weaponize that. And this one's like, oh, uh, yeah, just so you know, because you have you're so afraid of uh, uh, of, of Muslims that I have a thing that will descramble their TV shows and reveal the hidden message because you already are so fucking far gone that you're like, yep, that's like the glasses and they live. They just like right. show you the the reality of. That's what people said about like the devil working through He-Man when we were kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. The devil does work through He-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's like other things like he was. Come on, keep was... it moving, Jam. Let's not, <laughs> let's not get too hung up on yeah. that. The devil does work through He-Man. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, the, he was like a confidential informant for uh, for Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who like conned him out of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, claiming to he conned Arpaio his... out of one hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, using his supercomputer to uh, to prove a conspiracy between uh, like the the judge and his uh, mm-hmm. racial discrimination case and mm-hmm. and the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I, he was also grifting desperate racists. Yeah, this guy's kind of a hero. Yeah, it's kind of amazing, really. I, I mean, I don't know why this isn't like a podcast or a mini series or something. It's uh, unbelievable. I can't believe that this guy actually exists and has gotten that rich off of this stuff. Wait, so yeah. how does he now factor into the this election? Well, you see, the the main ingredient in all of these is that he has a supercomputer called the Hammer that he's able to use to decode. Oh, he's been the, using the Hammer. Yeah, he's been using the Hammer. He created the oh, Hammer a long time ago. Gotcha, he's, gotcha. He's a con- computer god, Tony Stark, and he has been using the Hammer to like dig into all this information and decode Al Jazeera. And now, Swing it for Biden. Yeah, now he's claiming that they use. I think he's claiming that they used his computer to steal the the election. And now he's like blowing the whistle. Yeah. Is that right, Jam? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh man. And there's even what more stuff. Ad. There's even more stories. But uh, yeah, it's it's worth reading about because just a, a fascinating sequence, and just also like the idea that he's. One of the, or at least like his his kind of theories are are one of the conspiracies that people are using in this election. When there's just so many examples of him literally using the same <laughs> supercomputer narrative in these right. cons, it's uh, it's amazing, it's hilarious, and yeah, please please make this a mini series with Paul Giamatti or <laughs> someone like. <laughs> I one thing is I don't think anyone would. Like the people who are buying into the idea that Biden used a supercomputer to steal the election are probably not skeptical of the idea that he could use his supercomputer to decode Al Jazeera and uh, find out like the coordinates of the next terror attack. Like that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably just like, yeah, of course, man. This guy's a credible source. He's he's the guy who found, stopped all those terror attacks. In that reality, uh, because their lives are so boring, all of the data is out there for them to solve crimes from the comfort of their homes. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's actually, you just pause Al Jazeera and you look at that and that's how you save the country. Actually, if you just go to this pizza restaurant and check out the basement, uh, you might be able to stop a child trafficking ring. Actually, if you just look at the first letter of each word in this article, it spells out the storm is coming. Therefore, it's like... Mm. Ooh, wow. So if, if nothing requires expertise, then everyone's yeah. an expert. And that's like the like, real danger with all this shit. It does feel like all of these conspiracies are coming from someone just like looking around their room trying to decide <laughs> like, uh, there is a, a pizza, pizza parlor conspiracy and, and TV. and uh, Right. Uh, it's just like shitty verbal Kent from Usual Suspects. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, that's I literally <laughs> what they did because, like, the whole Pizzagate conspiracy came from a email dump, right? So, like, they, right. the WikiLeaks email dump, and they just went through the random, boring, monotonous, day-to-day shit that people email about and, like, crafted a conspiracy out of that. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. And we're back. So there, there's an article in the Houston Chronicle that is, you know, quoting insiders who say that, like, the the Washington elite is very nervous about what Trump is going to be like as a ex-president. Above all things, Good. he is a uh, XOXO gossip girl. He does love the tea. He's still talking about how bad the vanity fair party was that he didn't get invited to um <laughs> like two years ago after the oscars and he's gonna oh, exit <laughs> office with all the intel that they let him get his brain on and like you know no fucks to give which has always been the case but i don't know i feel like you put him in a room with any one of us in a bugs bunny lady disguise and I bet we could get him to tell us who really killed JFK with like just some very light nagging and showing a little thigh. Here's my right. problem. Here's my problem with that. You have to have a working understanding of how all that works to truly know what the truth is, especially JFK. Right. Yeah, that's like true. That, that dude doesn't, he could tell us probably the name of the dudes that pulled the triggers because they told him, but, like, who those dudes were or who they were connected, like, there's no way he knows. And I, I think they've been letting the alien stuff out his whole presidency just because they're to like... To prepare he, us. Yes, because they're like, <laughs> he's going to say something stupid, so we've got to just be able to just be like, listen, there are some stuff we don't know about. You guys are right. What he's going to say is not true. So here's just, we're just going to spoon yeah. feed He's going to claim bit. he rode in one of those ships. He's like, you should have seen, you know, they let you ride in this stuff. And we were out there going, bing, bing, bing around. It was really, <laughs> it was fucking tight, man. I can't, I can't tell you enough. Um, Yeah, I guess that or a neuralizer or, you know, we'll, we'll find out some wild shit. I guess he, it, he, he yeah. won't suddenly be uh, trustworthy. So that's one thing. It's not like we'll suddenly believe what he has to say. He's just I think go he also, Twitch. the way he beat COVID is probably going to reveal some medical stuff that only fucking really, really rich people know about. He Adrenic didn't even prone, know about. Bro. Yeah. They just hooked a, there was a baby hooked up to an IV and then he was on the other end of that IV. Um, the, yeah. What is he? I mean... Between his, like, just his march into senility and things, I'm curious how it, you know, because he is going to do some shit like that. He's like, oh, why don't we talk about this thing that I, when I was president, because he's actually going to be this guy who was the president, who has a fucking, yeah. who's like a Twitter idiot now, who's just going to be like, just wholesale, like, say some weird fucking thing and how they get around that. I'm, it's really hard to know. I feel like if he's smart, he monetizes is the like the fact that he has this information and yeah. tries to like create some kind of like subscription Patreon podcast or something <laughs> where he's like the T report with Donald T about all the things that went down at sixteen hundred. Thanks guys and shout out to our sponsors, My Pillow, for having us. You know, like I think that's that seems like a way to continue like a give like he can play that chip for more attention at some point. He's like, yeah, okay. I feel like that's attention is exactly right. He's going to be at his most dangerous, not when like he's in trouble uh, or like broke. It's going to be when people stop paying attention to him because that's when he's going to go in on on Twitter and like start, you know, dropping bombs, tell, telling uh, telling people things he shouldn't. I could also see. Like you know yeah, how but he's gonna have like a Ken Lay heart attack too, right? <laughs> right. That's you. You think a Ken Lay? Now, what is your so Ken Lay was the Enron CEO or president who, uh, while like as everybody was figuring out exactly how much Enron was a pyramid scheme, 
uh, had a heart attack and <laughs> had the most convenient heart attack in the history of uh, the world. Do you think that uh, that was Ken Lay just kind of disappearing? Yeah. With, when yeah, you yeah. steal that much money? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. go, oh, bye. I think <laughs> I he's too people. narcissistic to fake his own death. I think. Ken, who? Trump? Trump. I think. Okay. He, I was like, no, Ken Lay's an evil <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no. Trump, I think, would would do it, but like two days, he would show up at his own funeral. He yeah. wouldn't be able to resist. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, um, look who I got with me. It's like, who's that blonde woman? It's John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> Can you fucking believe it? Look at her. She's fucking hot, huh? And we're like, <laughs> what Tupac is just this? Rams and like Get grabs the fuck out of here, please, man. What the fuck is this? I could also see the way that Obama and other former presidents sell out to corporations and just, you know, like having them in the pocket of a corporation is incredibly valuable. I could see Trump doing that with foreign dictators. Like, oh, I, my, yeah, my, my whole guess is he bounces because he can't stay in America. Right. Because they'll arrest him for like nine hundred million things. Yeah. I could definitely so, see a Putin relationship that No, I think it's I think it's too cold. He's he's right. old. Yeah. I think he's going to Dubai. Uh-huh. Okay. Or the I think he's hanging out there. It's just a great place to to be a, a Oh, and he'll do shit. signings. Yes. <laughs> Like you, all like, those how, other like criminal Vegas. billionaires. It's I mean, I tweeted this, but it is Arizona for criminal billionaires, is what Dubai. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's already gaudy. set up to be right. Yeah, it's everything's gold and awful. It's just perfect for him. Wow. Yeah, Dubai is really. But, but then he'll be like, he's like, I don't know, man. It's kind of expensive. You should see what they're trying to charge me for rent here. Like, because he's no, actually he not a billionaire. Be, <laughs> he's like, no, he would be a garbage person there. Because <laughs> he doesn't have real money. Yeah. But Putin, yeah, that's like, why I think, like, the way that Putin, like, parks billions of dollars with the people around him, I could see him cozying up to, yes. to Putin to try and get some of that, some of that free laundering money. Well, that's, oh, yeah, that's, man. they still need that name. Now, my fascination is why the, the kids are still in this country. It's because they don't understand the hammer. They're, that's they're dumb. They're dumb. Right. The, they think, I mean, like, MAGA yeah, they think will they're come cool. and, like, break them out of jail like that scene in SWAT. Where, like, the fucking bus taking him to fucking court is, like, suddenly If that was upended. us three, it'd be like that Bin Laden jet flying out of town. Oh, yeah. yeah on yeah. 9-11. That's exactly yeah. what that. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. I would have been out Monday before the election. I'm like, I don't even f fuck that. Oh, they're voting like, tomorrow. Okay. Oh, tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'm, okay. oh, wait. You said record turnout for mailing already. Okay. Yeah, I'm up out of here. No, mm. leave Did your you... fucking stuffed animals behind. We got to get the fuck out of here. No, I need that Louis Vuitton trunk. Put that right. in the yeah. jet. That's that's all I need. <laughs> it's like the the fucking. Oh, anyway. It's a sad state, but uh, again, with his thing is he he can't be seen as a like a loser, and that's really all the reports you read about everything to do with this like dragging on transition is all to do with managing his like idea of or his fear of being painted as a loser in this election, and that, like they, as they say, all the scrambling is about him getting over this first, right? And then yeah, it's all mentally like giving him a. Life fest. Like the Bill Barr thing is in particular is pretty interesting because it's basically Bill Barr being like, you're allowed to investigate if there's stuff to investigate, but yeah. not committing to it. So it's very similar to Mitch McConnell's statement <laughs> yes, where I was he was say, McConnell's like, he's in every right to look at his legal options. If and you're there like, well, are the cases of, and they, they're all using that as like a, you know, if there's fraud, then he should look into it. But, mm -hmm. you know, the because there's not fraud, then, but he still gets to feel <laughs> it's like, like he's, the winner. Like he's, it's right. like he's a little kid and he's sitting on the dock and his, his fishing pole and his line is in the middle of a dry pond. It all is, <laughs> and all is, well, if it's biting, you should right. reel it in. And they're yeah. like, well, his whole thing is, you know, the, in the beginning, people were not sure where the DOJ was going to go with this, just how far is Bill Barr willing to go. And, 
you know, he did this last time. Like the last year was spent with him going on a fucking expedition to try and find some evidence of impropriety that the president was fucking violated uh, when the intelligence organizations were looking into any foreign interference. And like, that's what they're like. We need that to negate all the Russia stuff. And then we can say that like he was treated unfairly, please. And then like maybe that one narrow Carter page FISA thing, we'll, we'll hang on to that too. And maybe we can just disprove everything. Remember, they found fuck all, even though yeah. they did everything they could uh, Durham, his like man, his attorney uh, from the from from DOJ did everything he could, but in the end was like, yo, we can't find a fucking like honestly, like there's fucking yeah. nothing here. Like these people just did their job based on the evidence that we're looking at is the same shit. So it's like, oh, okay, this is the same thing, but this is even just like lamer because he's not even like all this was is uh, sort of articulating a new policy, and even then it gets very very like detailed in that. It's sort of more like, you know, if it has to be credible, it can't be fanciful and fucking stupid. Like he's already even defining like it's got to be legit. Like, don't you can't even fucking go off of some shit. Some person on one America News forwarded you a fucking chain email about like it has to be fucking substantive and also have potential to uh, change the outcome of the election, which none of these things do. So it really is like a I think, you know. Whatever, if it's Barr, like, is really trying at the very least, or most, is that it just gives Trump this ability to be like, look, I didn't lose. Look, you see what DOJ is doing. Bill Barr, right. he's, he's saying he's allowing people to look into fraud. So I'm not actually a loser. It's all because he can't say I lost. All he needs to do is Well, they're giving him legal Xanax is what they're yeah. doing. Right, because it doesn't actually solve your problems. No. It doesn't. It just, it feels just makes all right you. For a moment. You're just like, man, I'm not freaking out about how owned I got right now. Right. And also, what I do last night. Fuck. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, it's like, it's 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 like if a bear is inside your condo in the woods. Okay. And you're like, all right, let's just tranquilize him. Right. And then once he finally falls asleep, and it'll take a couple weeks, but then. We can move him out completely. Right, he's, right, right. He's just because right now he's on one. I don't. Yeah, I'm and they're like, there's that. expensive stuff in there, and there's that red button. He still doesn't understand what the power of that red phone. Thank God. Like, <laughs> there's just like a lot. Of, it. He keeps picking it up and asking for a diet coke. Yeah, and thank God he can't read because those things we deliver to him every morning. Good. Oh my he God. Could, Lord, there's so much Could you much imagine if he read those secrets? I said I mean, that three years ago was like, if he read, just on, you can tell he's a bad business person just because from that information alone, yeah. if you knew how to do business good. <laughs> right. The, the thing that's also really just sad or, you know, whatever, we can celebrate. They're so, the, these lawsuits too, like the reason Bill Barr is coming in is because the lawsuits from the campaign are fucking just failing left and right. Like right. they, yeah. they hedged their bets with voter suppression. That's really what was going on. They were hoping voter suppression was all they needed to eke out those margins on election day. And then their backup plans of like more crude fuckery, they didn't even set up legally with enough time. Like to whether change like the how the electors were chosen and things like that, all that's out the window. So now they're just dealing with like these really lame fucking lawsuits, like in Arizona, where so much energy is being spent from the right to be like, I don't know, you know, it's really close. Biden is ahead by fourteen thousand votes at the moment in Arizona. Here's my theory: is mm-hmm. what happened was they they were going to get Hillary four years ago, so they had to back Trump with all these apparatus and all this power and mechanisms and these judges and all that stuff. This time, they've already got their man. They've got Biden. He's in their pocket. Big right. business has moved in. Yeah. And these judges and all those things they put in, they don't give a fuck about Trump. Right. This is they're they're they they were worried about their job 4 years ago. Trump has nothing to do with their job now. Mm-hmm. So well, they don't Yeah. They're not appeasing any of those. Like, well, yeah, it's just this. They're massaging but even then, dickhead I, until he can leave. 
<laughs> well, even even if they tried, right? Because I know, like, I was like, well, fuck, you know, who knows what these judges are going to do? I mean, even when you look at the cases that are brought, like, even a judge who wanted Trump could win. It's like, it's just impossible. So this, the last suit in Arizona. That's what I mean by protect their job. Yeah. It's like, they can't right. even be like, listen, man, I can't even be they're corrupt like, this right is, now. It's just like, it's just. They're like, I'd have, have to, to invent like, a new. I'm doing this corruptly. Yeah. I would have to say that out loud if I did <laughs> it. I would redefine the concept of mathematics. If, right. like, this is a this is a, just a, a bridge too far for me. So their whole thing in Arizona was all this thing over over votes where like ballots were coming through and they're saying like, well, it could have voted for two candidates or double the one candidate and et cetera, et cetera. We need to actually get through these over votes. And, you know, that it sounds all nefarious and shit like that. But re- realistically, it's typically just something where there's a pen mark or a dark smudge and the vote counting machine flags it and they're like up. Oh, a, a human needs to audit this ballot and just confirm, okay, nope, that's where the vote is for this person. It's marked. This other thing just triggered the machine to read like that. And great, put it through, done. So the Trump campaign is like, man, we got, look, so of the 155,000 votes that were cast in person in this one county, uh, like the the person who's in charge of the uh, elections bureau, they're saying like the the vote counting machine only flagged 180 potential overvotes out of the 155,000. So one in a thousand. Yeah. Yes. And and even like even then when they go through there, like they were able to correct them. So they're saying even if you wanted to go with this argument, your lead that you're trying to overturn is 14,000 votes. And here you can only say that there you may need to review 180 votes. And they're just mm. like, simply put, there is nothing here. There's no, there's nothing that could even approach the margins that you're looking for. So well, it's, yeah. Well, it's like borderline masochistic at this point because <laughs> right. you're like, the more he's like, no, I need more facts and this and that. It's yeah. like, okay, but the more they reveal, the harder you got your ass kicked, dude. That's right. like, yeah. It's it reminds getting sad. Me- it reminds me of talking to a JFK conspiracy theorist. Like I interviewed this one JFK conspiracy theorist who had like written books and was like had built his career on being a JFK conspiracy theorist. And I put this theory that I believe in in front of him where it's like an errant shot from a Secret Service agent that actually killed him. And he was like... No, no, no. And then, like, just brought up, like, all these, like, other random unrelated facts that had would have had nothing to do with anything, but are just, like, things that you could be like, that's suspicious, right? Like, the, their theory of the case on this voting is that they overvote, they made their ballot suspicious in order to cheat on the, like, at the election. Like, why would... Why would you over vote for two people as a way of cheating at an election? Is that like their theory of what happened? Jack O'Brien, this is Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> now, now, what I like to do on my show is I'll take something I've read and then connect it with another thing I read that has uh-huh. nothing to do with anything. And I am the missing link to everything. That's exactly what they're doing. It's the yeah. same. I love you, Alex Jones. My, I like the Joe too, Rogan Miles. clip. Did you see that? What he said, I love you, Alex Jones. Thanks so much, man. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Joe. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So, I think I mean, he's probably charismatic in the room, if we're being honest. I bet he's I bet I bet it's hard not to grin oh, at it's, him. <laughs> I bet look, before like he revealed all the like weird political shit, I bet he you'd be like, yo, you partied with Alex before? He's a fucking <laughs> Oh, he was my little secret for until he went until I Till I learned that people listened to him like he was telling you the truth. Like, he was just this right. thing. I was like, this is the funniest fucking radio show I've ever heard, you guys. Right, like, right, right. And then people were like, people no, like he's telling too. the yeah. truth. And I'm like, no, every now and then he is. But most yeah. of the time, he's just saying stuff. It's like a lot of people who would listen awesome. to Art Bell who would be yes. like, I fuck with InfoWars, too. Because it's just like, it's out there, man. Yes. That's right. it's, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it was, and then people were like, "No, it's it's real." You're like, and you're like oh, mm. no, 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 no." <laughs> yeah, that's like that, that. Which was funny about Art Bell because you'd have like he'd have guests on who were like with their chests out. They're like, "I'm telling you, I went underground to the subterranean world and fought the lizard people." And you're like, "This is great. This is my favorite <laughs> Art Bell one. My favorite Art Bell one is where this this dude is convinced he shot a, a 
Sasquatch in Oklahoma, but it's pretty clear we think he shot a dude. <laughs> oh my god! It's me and my friend are listening to it on the way home from a gig one night, and it's just it's on like he found it. He's like, "This is my favorite one," and we're listening. I was like, "That dude shot a man." He's like, "That's what I've always thought." Yeah. Dude. Yeah. He's still processing. A guy it. with a beard. Yeah. The GOP, another kind of theory that they have or a thing that's gone viral, because as we were talking about, like right wing media, the conservative world is going wild right now. Like the number one app is that conservative Twitter and like the podcast charts are being lit up by like Dan Bongino and uh, what's that other asshole, Ben Shapiro. But how many of it is like, Curious motherfuckers on the left. Yeah, going to I hear mean, what I'm they definitely have to gonna say. Start listening. Yeah, who are trying to who want to crip walk on some podcasts real quick. If you would look yeah, at yeah. Twitter, like most of the, if you look at any left or right, if you look at their replies, it's just the other side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But another thing that's going viral on that side, Newt Gingrich and others have claimed that scores of deceased people voted in Michigan. Um, and this was fo- followed by a viral document containing the dead. names we of 14,000 people uh, who voted for Biden, either due to fraud or some kind of uh, necromancy spell. But CNN, so CNN just like took a sample of 50 of the names on the list and found that 37 were dead but hadn't voted. The rest are alive, and some of the alive ones didn't even vote. Lindsey Graham and Rudy Giuliani. So, like, they didn't have a single example. Like, just pulling a random list of 50 of them is just names. That's all it is. It's names right. of some dead people, some living people who voted. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's it's it's just an old copy of a Studio 54 VIP list. Really. Right. <laughs> you know what is odd? Roy Cohn's on here too. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Cohn, Drew Barrymore, Ju- Brooke Shields. <laughs> uh, Lindsey Graham and Rudy Giuliani claim they have evidence uh, that dead people voted in Pennsylvania, but they haven't proved it yet. There is one woman who's going viral who died in October, uh, October twenty second. Her daughter was like, "Yeah, she filled out her ballot before she died and sent it in, and also she voted for Trump." So it's like what, they can't they can't find a single fucking example of the uh, thing that of something that would even like remotely be something they could uh, argue about. That's but that's what I'm talking about. Like they don't have that apparatus behind them that can. Yeah. Yeah. Like now it's just Rudy Giuliani and that sex offender in front right. of the in Who's front the of the landscaping place where they're just like. Ah, yeah. So what's up? You're not Borat, are you? You have to say that. Legally, you have to tell me if you're Borat. You have to tell me. Hey, before I get on this bed and pull my pants off and jack off, you're not Borat, are you? God. Soren Bowie just... tweeted the other day that uh, he feels sorry for Rudy because every time he tucks in his shirt, he has to lay down on a bed going forward just to pr- <laughs> just to make it seem like that's how he tucks his shirt in. I thought that was so great. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, shit. It's fucked up. I mean, yeah, the, the celebrations, it's just funny. Like, all we can do is laugh. And, like, to Billy's point, the people who are responding on Twitter, it's all people who are just just dancing on conservative Twitter graves at the moment. I mean, there's just tons of accounts that are just dedicated to, to this content. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. So the media is already kind of both sides in its way to a weird new reality that has sort of normalized the fact that the sitting president has refused to concede. They're acting like concessions, no big deal, as Mm -hmm. opposed to one of the norms that makes our peaceful transition of power possible. Um, They're they're just like, come on, guys, it's let's start healing with the GOP, even though the GOP is not 
uh, allowing for for this to happen, allowing for a peaceful transition of power, and they're just like making shit up. They're mm-hmm. even like they will admit behind closed doors they're making shit up. But Miles, you were noticing that like some weird shit's going on in the media in well, terms it's not of how weird. they're covering it's just, this. It's just how this country deals with itself, uh, right. and. Casey Hunt on MSNBC like said something like along the lines of like you know like the the Republicans you know in Congress like you know you have to give them credit for like quote like doing the work that keeps the country going or something like just the bare minimum it's like okay that they vote against like relief packages is that really the work that's there they're obstructionists but still like doing this thing of like being like in case you're a Republican who just turned on MSNBC. Uh, we're nice, okay, and you don't have to be scared, even though like you are completely fucking wrong about everything. And uh, even Jake Tapper was like, sort of cringing at the list uh, of sort of like you know trying to take into account the people who have supported this administration and basically trying to like naming these people so you know that they will have to be held accountable if they are trying to re-enter the ha- the halls of power. And I was like, I don't know about that, if we should be doing that. I mean, I get it. It, it, it sounds nefarious right. and dark, but conceptually. Making a list. Yeah, sure. Acting like, but well, so that did, must be. So did yeah. Santa, okay? And we fucking love that guy. So <laughs> what and he fuck? checked it twice. Yeah, and but, 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 yeah, exactly. And they won't even check these votes twice, uh, but they need to. So this whole thing is sort of along this idea of healing, right? Joe Biden was also like, hey, we're going to work together. I will work with them. Even though I I saw what everyone else saw, these people have completely jettisoned themselves from reality. And they're all about this idea of healing and healing the nation. And I'm just having such a hard time understanding, even in this context, how the media is going to like take this tone of like, why are we coddling Trumpers on some like, oh, you poor baby, it's okay. Because it's in the name of healing, because I'm like, you know, to, to go there, like the definition of healing is to cause a wound, injury or person to become sound or healthy again. So right. in this instance, the wounds are to democracy, the poor, mm-hmm. people of color, LGBTQIA community, uh, indigenous people, a lot of people, unless you're in that group of like Gen X and older cishet white Christian people. Uh, this has not been a good run, and you're seeing a lot of things that you would love to have changed. So I'm not sure if that's the case. Why isn't the healing going in that direction towards those right. people yeah. I've named, towards those institutions I'm talking about, rather than the fucking goons who smashed up the place, like treating them like some fucked up emo teen werewolf who's like, oh, oh I get it, baby. It, the full moon came out, and you're just going through some stuff. But let's come here. Let Ianla save your life. Like it's not <laughs> like this is not the fucking time for that. Like we, yeah. these are the people who are the enemies of all that is good. There's not a single thing, a, a, a mm-hmm. policy point I can point to that shows any kind of humanity or empathy. So they need to be treated like that. Not to say like, oh, we need to fucking like we need like violence against these people, but they need to be held to account and they need to be run the fuck out of town. Right. Like so I don't know that that's where I'm the just focus, like here we go. Yeah. The focus needs to be on the healing that needs to be done with the people who were, you know, physically abused by this administration mm-hmm. and, you know, uh or just ideologically abused by this administration, like just focus your healing if you have so much empathy, like focus your healing that way. That that needs to be the solution. Like they, Yeah. And I think it kind of comes back to that argument that was happening and that is still happening right after the election with um, the Democratic leadership or parts of the Democratic leadership like Pelosi um, saying that the reason I'm sure you guys talked about this, like the reason Democrats lost certain seats was because of defund the police, like was because because of this perceived radicalism and socialism on the left when And then they point to those races in red districts and they say like, well, look, you know, just because progressives win in blue districts doesn't mean anything. But I think that that logic is just so fundamentally flawed because that the the, like the fieriness of the base on the left in the Democratic Party comes from people in BLM, comes from people who are appalled by ICE. 
So like the idea that saying defund ICE is even uh, so scary to these moderate Democrats is like such a bummer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look what I, happened when Trump focused on the base. Like he had all time, you know, amazing uh, yes. base turnout like that. Well, yeah. So and he and his ideas are far, far more unpopular than the ideas from the progressive side. Like, yeah, that's one thing that I, I feel like gets lost in all this is how unpopular, like even even with regards to them normalizing the well, we don't know who won the election yet thing. 80% of Americans think Biden won. 3% yeah. think Trump did. Like the American people know and yeah. the media is still covering it like it's a fucking both sides thing. They're scared. They're scared. These people are all friends, right? And yeah. it's unfortunate that we are the ones that are going to feel the effects of their unwillingness to shake things up in their own circles. Just like I was talking about when the uprisings were going down. And I'm like, yo, white people, you need to fucking look around. And if yeah. you're if you're sitting on the sidelines while your friends are saying some racist shit and you just keep your mouth shut, you you might as well just put, put the MAGA cap on too, because things aren't going to change unless you yourself, as a human being in this node of information, takes sentiments, philosophies, transmit the idea that I'm here for inclusivity, I'm here for equality, I am anti-racist. Yeah. This is not what I fuck with. If you are, if this is your thing. We're not vibing. In fact, you should actually remove your energy from my circle because that's not what I'm here to uplift. I'm actually here to uplift people. And all these people in media, they're in the same situation but can't do the work of actually expressing to their colleagues and the people they work with, like, yo, you're fucking trash, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I can't have you on. Like, this is fucking yeah. bullshit. You're going to say something racist, and I'm I'm not here for it. But they're not they're not thinking like that. They're too comfortable with where they're at, so they're unwilling it's to sort of It's a fear of discomfort. And it yeah. I, there's something about moderate white people and maybe white culture in general, although I don't know how like Trumpism squares into that. But this and I'm half Swedish. So I see it on my fucking Swedish side so hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. This fear of discomfort and this fear of conflict and this value that like at the dinner table you put politics aside is just so problematic it's yeah. why white supremacism spreads it's yeah it's because of that fear and i i do truly see it on my swedish side I mean, yeah i don't you know don't want to but that's the that's the comfort that these people have but unfortunately m marginalized people do not uh, know exactly what it's like to be uncomfortable constantly. So there's no yeah. there's there's no fear on this side to be like, no, I'm gonna go out here with screaming in the streets what I believe because I'm already yeah. uncomfortable. I'm I'm actually having to scream because I am uncomfortable. And the reason yeah. you are not screaming is because you are comfortable. And from yeah. your perspective, you cannot understand that. So the worst thing to happen to you is just make shit uncomfortable for you, right? Mm -hmm. Without seeing what what happens to everyone else. And it's it's sad to see like how the Democrats do. They're like, uh, and I hate to bring this some high school shit up, but they remind me of this homie I had in high school who was got <laughs> pushed around a lot, and I mm -hmm. feel bad for him. He was a he would like to sling drugs with me and was kind of like a fake tough guy. We were at a party in Northridge. Some dudes pulled up to him and said, "Yo, give me your chain," and he gave it to him. And then <laughs> later on, I'm not joking. They just said, "Yo, come up, like you run your fucking chain, bro." Come off that chain. <laughs> and he, he gave him the chain. <laughs> then he comes up to me. And some of my other boys and like and some of my friends who play football, like bigger dudes. And like the party was mostly like someone we knew. So th these goons are outnumbered. But he's like, yo, man, they, they took my chain. And we're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you say something? You just gave them your fucking chain? He's like, I didn't know. Like they, maybe they're going to do something. And I said, what the fuck? Well, go get your chain back. And he went. He comes back and he had the chain. And I said, well, and he said, oh, good. You got your shit back. What would you say? He goes, oh, they said I could get it back for, for 40 bucks. Oh. And I was like, you bought your chain back. That's what the Democrats remind me of. You know what I mean? <laughs> that you is get, so the Democrats. You get fucking pushed around. Motherfucker's gonna take yeah. your chain. You're gonna you're gonna try and reach out to your friends to be like, hey, can you help me out? They took my chain. And then you got your yeah. chain and be like, oh, was, was it because of no no no, I bought it back. You got fucking played again. And it's just hard to see that there's this there there needs to be an actual uh people need to stand up to this because for all the talk of like how we're so close to a civil war. We're looking at the people who are going to continue to be a pain point or a source of instability. Mm -hmm. Like then, so we need to actually handle that rather than like being like, okay, well here, that's fine. Let's 
let's name uh this is the Stephen Miller Children's Library and this right. is the Ben Carson Institute <laughs> yep. of Neurological. We'll name these after them so the Trumpers aren't mad. No, fuck that. Yeah. You you fucking you're lost. There's less of you and you just got to figure out what time it is and the fact that we're dragging our feet because we don't want to make ignorant people uncomfortable is so fucked up. And it's dragging us to the right too. I mean, it's the reason oh, yeah. that the center isn't the center anymore. That's why the center because, is called radical socialism now. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you doubt that there's a corporate hierarchy at work in the mainstream media or in the two-party political system, like the 69% of voters support Medicare for all, and that is treated by the mainstream media. Like there's no mainstream media outlet. Like MSNBC yeah. w doesn't cape for Medicare for all. Like MSNBC no, no. is like, yo, that's that's impractical like cut, mm -hmm. start like start thinking about ways that we can get this through our corporate overlords like that and that's the furthest left you can get neither party is willing to even entertain the idea of medicare for all and when uh an election happens they slant the data to make it seem like oh you know even the idea of medicare for all was scary so scary to people that trump almost won like it's just yeah, it's even though they they walked into the 2018 wave off the back of that messaging. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it's a mess of misinformation. I think I'm on public health care and it's great. It's fucking awesome. It like the idea that anyone would not want this is like simply an information war. That we yeah. lost. It's the same thing like what Prop 22 was in California where Prop, like, for again, I hate to bring local news to this show, but like this was a proposition that Uber and Lyft put together to avoid oh yep. treating their employees humanely, like actual employees rather than car parts. I think there was a funny tweet about that. Um, yeah. And now, you know, it, with so they have their people to message that they made it look like Prop 22 uh, was going to harm the drivers, much in the same way that the health insurance industry will message around how Medicare for all will limit your choices, your yeah. options. Because really, at the end yeah. of the day, it's it's not really any of the shit we're saying. It's the fact that it's going to eat into our profits, and we yep. are signing. We're kind of on a trajectory where we need to make as much money as possible. So that's just that's kind of our north star. That's and it. I think the, I the hope only more ethos people will is see profit. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like with the Uber stuff, it's like. Literally, the only reason they pushed that was to increase their profit margins. Right, because and they yet, had they had to be profitable by a certain point based on their projections, yeah. or or Wall Street would get mad. <laughs> yeah, or they'll get mad. Right. Oh my god. Have you guys heard the story? Uh, you got what you wanted, Mike. Now leave me alone. Oh, I saw that tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Is that an argument between my parents before they got divorced? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Loftus, no. Mike Loftus, Mike local Pence, legend. Bro. Mike <laughs> Pence. Okay, no, I don't know. So, uh, mother was apparently like livid that Mike Pence didn't drop off of the ticket after the Access Hollywood tape, um, and was like actively rooting against her husband and Donald Trump in the 2016 election. Mother. And on election night, Karen Pence refused to kiss her husband. He went in for a little smoochy, and she said, you got what you wanted, Mike. Now leave me alone. Uh, mm. And just wow. walked away, which is no, just that's like my such parents, a the night of my deep conception. level of, <laughs> of like fucking uppedness uh, and just unhappiness. And it, it also just like puts it, the last four years of him trying to uh, teleport out of uh, out of the room every time like Trump is doing something uncouth just like puts mm -hmm. it into perfect he, he's just you know thank god they don't believe in divorce <laughs> no, or else she might have uh, who knows the I wonder what if there is like a comedic like element where she's just been fucking with him the last four years where right. like he's like oh god I know she's gonna She's gonna laugh at me again. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with mother this time. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mike, whatever. you looked pretty, uh, pretty good. You were really in command in that uh, meeting with Nancy and uh, Trump. You, you really, wow. you nailed it. What were you uh, mashing your eyes closed as just like a sign of 
how strong you were. Or? How did he get you to roll over and show your belly like that so easily? <laughs> no, I got to learn that. Trick. Never seen you from that angle, Mike. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be demoted to altar boy back home. Oh, uh, and then I mean, who gives a fuck what happens to him? Like I just I hope I forget his name. Yeah. I hope they run him in 2024 uh, instead of some other like populist. You know what? Trump, if they were smart, they'd run. Yeah, Trump if they again. were smart, they, well, if, no. If they were smart, they would run as a party for working people. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how they'd really. They would take that argument and they would say, "Look what! Look at these fucking fucking oh, MSNBC leather." Shoe wearing. I don't know why I said leather shoe wearing, but <laughs> get these fancy motherfuckers. You know that would be. You'd have enough people who are. I think the uh, people are failing to realize the realest shit to people right now is like what their job prospects are, what their yes. chances for stability mm-hmm. are, what the chances for their future being and the futures of their children being good are. If whoever wins the race to begin to paint that future is going to fucking capture more minds because that's what's real. At a certain point, the partisanship will melt away uh, on a, to a certain degree that a message like that is going to resonate much more than anything that's like shrouded in your left or right sort of vernacular lexicon, all that nonsense, like getting to that. That's the dangerous shit. And that's the thing. Like Trump was kind of doing that. That's the thing in 2016, but he was, the thing yeah, was he, just- he became he became the man so he right. could no longer talk about fucking the man up because that was him. So he just didn't know how to pivot. Well, yeah. And also he's yeah. just like completely corrupt and, you know, thrives on. He is uh, first and foremost a businessman, an American businessman, an American capitalist. Uh, and the definition of that is corruption. And so he was just like when he got into power, the thing he knew how to do was to give them a bunch of like tax breaks and just like, you know, make it so that corporations had an unfair advantage. Um, and yeah, that's, that's yeah. what he It'll did. It'll be interesting. I mean, yeah. it's like, I feel like the DNC, and, and I hope they realize, I, I, but it's just like the DNC is on thin fucking ice. Yeah, they do not realize it. A, a large voter, you know, a large amount of voters this time around, like, I, I feel like made it pretty clear that this is like the last vote they're casting for the DNC that is not explicitly like aligned with their interests. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, they, they have to like get Somebody's their shit gonna, together or yeah. they're going to lose. I mean, it's like, it's yeah. just, there's something's going to have to change. Somebody's going to use economic populism, uh, mm-hmm. and, like, Biden is going to be leading so he could actually run and use like take care of people and then run on economic populism and leave the sort of corporate bullshit to the Republicans Uh, or you know he can be the corporate stooge that people are afraid he's going to be and then the Republicans will come in and you know demolish him yeah I mean listen to these and if they just take a cue from these activists you know, if there's certain outcomes that we need, you, you, you're damn sure that organizers and things can get people together to uh, pressure whoever is not co- going along with the program. And, yeah. you know, like rather than being like, well, we would have loved to do an actual stimulus that would have helped people. But, you know, Mitch McConnell's a fucking asshole. So yeah. here's fucking nothing because Mitch yeah. McConnell's an asshole rather than be like, hey, we're trying to fucking do right by y'all. But this motherfuck over here like and making it enough of an issue by saying this is the person that is standing in the way now there are many other ways we can do this but rather than just being like well you know getting already like self-editing before you even put a bill together because you're already worried about what's going to happen in the senate that's where you get fucked up and that's when you start losing people's belief because you're like well i don't want that i'm looking for fucking relief not fucking right you know a, a scratcher that that says, "Hey, good fucking luck." You might. Joe Biden's gonna send well. around a, a back scratcher to every household. <laughs> oh, I meant like lottery scratchers. Oh. Put like a back scratcher. <laughs> You're like, oh, Even worse, people. some yeah, it's like battle royale. <laughs> like people get their stimulus package, but like some people I mean, get like a check. Other people get a lottery scratcher, a back scratcher. They sold fucking fly swatters. I wouldn't put anything past the DNC. All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show. 
if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.